the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, one of the really sad outgrowths of a horrific preventable circumstance, like the murder of Tyree Nichols in Memphis, is that you get people who see what happened to him, and instead of sympathizing, instead of empathizing, instead of praying for the family, they very quickly advance to the point where they say, hmm, how can I use this to my advantage? How can I use this to my advantage? Well, one such person who attempted to use the death of Tyree Nichols to their advantage is our own mayor, Andrew Ginther. Uh, did you notice over the weekend that uh, Mayor Andrew Ginther released a statement, a, a social media statement, in fact? He posted it on social media about how his heart goes out to the family and it's a terrible thing and we're striving in Columbus to never have this happen again. And as I saw that, I thought, so you are so self-absorbed that you would attempt to take a tragedy that has nothing to do with you, nothing to do with the city of Columbus, nothing to do with Columbus police, and you would take it so that you could stand a little bit taller on the dead body of Tyree Nichols. Uh, I find that to be deplorable. Does Andrew Ginther come out with a statement every single time there's a mass shooting? Um, Any kind of tragedy? Something happens overseas, a terrorist attack in Jerusalem? Can I look forward to a statement from Andrew Ginther? Because if he's going to issue a statement about the death of Tyree Nichols, then I'm going to presume that he did that because, as his statement says, I'm horrified at the brutality and complete disregard for life by the five Memphis police officers in the ferocious beating death of Tyree Nichols. We all are. We all are. Any sane person is also moved by that. But we don't have to go on social media and post about it in an attempt to prove our intersectionality credentials. So I guess now we're going to get Andrew Ginther on every single tragedy. No, we're not, because he's only going to do it if it involves events that he thinks will play to the constituency that continues to put him in office, even though his actions in office do nothing for the constituents who continually put him there. Now, Andrew Ginther's not alone. As troublesome, but a bit more understandable, is the attempt by the family of Donovan Lewis to capitalize on the murder of Tyree Nichols. And I blame the attorney for Donovan Lewis's family on this. I blame Rex Elliott. Uh, Rex Elliott and Ben Crump must have been law school compatriots because Ben Crump is a race hustler who uses every death, every major headline out there to try to line the pockets of Ben Crump. And Rex Elliott sees big time 
dollar signs when he looks at the shooting death of Donovan Lewis by a Columbus police officer on August the 30th. So Tyree Nichols gets beaten to death by five black Memphis police officers. And Rex Elliott says, hey, maybe we can use this to put a little leverage on Columbus police to keep the lawsuit that I hope to cash into millions of dollars in front of people so that you don't forget about it. I'm sure there's an investigation going on, and the investigation will prove whether the officer involved acted justifiably or acted unjustifiably. That's why we have a legal process. But to liken the death of Tyree Nichols to the death of Donovan Lewis is also to leverage the death of Tyree Nichols as completely unjustifiable, horrific, and awful, and terrible as it was, is to leverage that death for your own gain. So the mom of Donovan Lewis appears at a press conference yesterday with Rex Elliott and says there's no accountability because no charges have been yet filed against the Columbus police officer who did the shooting. Five months later, the officer is on paid administrative leave. He hasn't been charged. Nothing has been done to him, Rex Elliott said. Well, if anything's going to be done to him, it will be done in the course, the normal course, of a fair and legal investigation. Now, why I find this so deplorable is because the circumstances of the death of Tyree Nichols and the circumstances of the death of Donovan Lewis could not be more disparate. It could not be more different. Tyree Nichols, driving his car, streets of Memphis, pulled over by officers. They start to beat him. They give orders that he appears to be following. Get on the ground! Get on the ground! I can't get any more on the ground than I already am. I'm on the ground. So he runs away. Bad idea, always. Don't ever run away from police. It'll be worse if you run away, because then they have reason to wonder why you're running away, and justifiably then probably can get away with things that they wouldn't if you had never attempted to flee. I understand why Tyree Nichols fled. I'm just saying it's not a good strategy for you if you find yourself in an altercation with police. But Donovan Lewis was not fleeing from police when he was shot. Donovan Lewis was in bed and Columbus police officers knocked on his door for 10 minutes, identifying themselves as Columbus police officers. And there were two other guys in the apartment and they didn't come to the door and open the door. And when Columbus police officers finally got in the apartment, Donovan Lewis was in his bedroom and he wouldn't come out. Now they're making a racket of rackets, okay? And they've got a police dog with them. And they shout and yell and warn Donovan Lewis that we're going to unleash the dog. Well, the dog is agitated by now. The dog is barking its head off, okay? And it's not, by the way, they don't take a Jack Russell Terrier out on these calls. They take German Shepherds out on these calls. Trust me, having had three German Shepherds, when a German Shepherd barks, it's commanding and threatening and impossible to sleep through. So, Y'all want body cam video to hold the officers accountable, right? Okay, you got body cam video. The officers on the body cam say, we're going to release the dog. Then they don't release the dog. They leash the dog. They restrain the dog so that Donovan Lewis doesn't get hurt by the dog because he's in his bedroom and he won't come out. He won't respond. So before they open the door, they leash the canine. 
That is not the action of someone who has no regard for the life of Donovan Lewis. That's the action of someone who has great regard for the life of Donovan Lewis because he could be on the other side of that door with a weapon. They don't know that. He hasn't come out. He hasn't shown himself. He hasn't communicated with them in any way. So they push open the bedroom door, and Donovan Lewis starts to get out of bed, and the officer yells, hands, because you got to show your hands to a police officer, the safest thing you can do when you get stopped by a police officer, for speeding, stop sign, whatever, is put your hands where they can see your hands. Don't keep your hands in your lap. Don't be reaching over into the glove box to get your registration. They don't know what you're reaching for. Put your hands where they can see your hands. Because if they can see your hands... We always talk about, well, the officer's got to learn how to de-escalate. What about the person who's stopped, arrested, de-escalating? You know, some of that power is in your power, too. Because if they can see your hands, they are a lot more relaxed. Because most people are not adept enough with their feet to pull out a weapon and shoot an officer with their toes. So show them your hands. Why do you think officers always yell, show me your hands? Sounded like Joe Biden there, sorry. Show me your hands. So he goes to get up, and what are they looking for? They're looking for his hands. Want to know if there's anything in his hands? And he gets up, and he's got something in his hands. And it's dark, and they're agitated because he didn't come to the door, and his buddies didn't open the door and tell the officer, I don't even know if he's in there. And very regrettably, Donovan Lewis gets shot one time, and he dies from that gunshot. And this could end like the Breonna Taylor matter in Louisville ended, where it is undeniably tragic that Donovan Lewis died, but it is also undeniably justified that Donovan Lewis died because of the way police officers... By the way, you have to, you have to allow the police officer to have some regard for his own safety in these matters and the safety of the officers with him. So there's nothing about the Donovan Lewis death that mirrors at all the death of Tyree Nichols. Wrapping up this edition of the Bruce Hooley Show, I look forward tomorrow to talking with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. You want to find out how his uh, first week as an exploratory candidate for governor has gone. And, of course, want to run for governor. He's got to have an opinion, I'm sure he will, on Governor DeWine's State of the State address. Uh, Buckeye Chuck comes out of his lair, what is that, tomorrow? Tomorrow, Groundhog Day, February 2nd? Now that Mike DeWine has given his mandatory State of the State address, when will he come out of his lair again? Will he have a press conference ever? Uh, Just wondering. Uh, Our number is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Dean on the south side has called it. He's on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Dean. Dean, are you with me? Can you hear me? I can. Thank you for calling. Well, in in talking about uh, Mayor Ginther, Mm -hmm. I have always wondered how he, while he's being paid by the citizens of Columbus, how he can use the image of his office to raise money for the United Negro College Fund. In what way? In what way? That organization will help you go to college, but only if they approve of your skin color. How how is that not racist? How does he how does he use his office to uh, raise money for the United Negro College Fund? 
Well, I'm seeing commercials on TV how he's hosts hosting a luncheon. Um, isn't that using his image and his office? Yeah, I mean, you could purpose? you could make that case. Uh, I I don't find that to be particularly nefarious. Uh, I would have to look into it more. I don't know if he does anything for educational opportunities, you know, outside uh, UNCF. Uh, what I would say is at the end of his statement, uh, it's very clear his statement about the death of Tyree Nichols. He clearly demonstrates that he's trying to elevate himself by capitalizing on the most unspeakable tragedy a family can suffer. Because at the end of his statement, he says of Tyree Nichols' death, there's no situation where this can be justified. It's incomprehensible that something like this could still happen after all the police reforms across the country that came in the wake of George Floyd's murder. So he gets Tyree Nichols in there and he gets George Floyd in there and he wants himself to benefit from the fact that, hey, hey, I haven't forgotten George Floyd and I haven't forgotten Tyree Nichols. Well, see, that's kind of what I'm saying. I I just think if we're going to fight racism, which we should, we have to fight it on all levels. Why is that okay for him to kind of align himself with that? I I just don't get it. Well, I would not again, and thank you for the call, Dean. I appreciate it uh, very much. I would not have a problem with it if he were more of an equal opportunity advocate for, look, education is a great thing. I'm I've not looked into the United Negro College Fund, so I'm not going to say whether it's good, bad, indifferent. I don't know. But I think education is a powerful tool. I'm a big fan of school choice and empowering parents. And I'm a big fan of people going to colleges as long as those colleges are teaching them, not indoctrinating them. So I'm not going to make a blanket statement about UNCF or HBCUs, historically black colleges, I I think education generally, if done right, and oftentimes it's not, is a key to people getting out of bad situations. But Andrew Ginther, come on, his motives, his motives are so clear from that statement. It's like, hey, two black men died. Police were associated in uh, both cases. And so I'm going to remind everybody as if they've forgotten that I hired a black female police chief, a black assistant police chief (laughs) from Detroit. I'm going to remind everybody, hey, I'm your friend. I'm with you. Andy's your friend when it comes to hating police. The uh, UNCF Columbus page does say that they are proud to announce that Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther will host its 11th UNCF Columbus Mayor's Luncheon. And it goes on to indicate uh, bring together Columbus area business, civic and education leaders to support UNCF's work to create college ready culture that provides students with the support they need to get to and through college. No, I'm sure if Cedarville University called Andrew Ginther and said, hey, you know, we'd like for you to host a mayor's luncheon to uh, further scholarships for kids coming to Cedarville University. I'm sure Andrew Ginther would be all about that. Aren't you sure about that? too? Yeah, I know. I won't hold my breath. I don't know. That's not in Columbus, but but I see your point. Yeah, I see my point Mm -hmm. is that, you know, it is not a shock to me that Andrew Ginther would bathe in any spotlight that he could later turn outward to show people how all in he is with uh, segments of the community that have put him in office before. And because it takes, you know, a long time to turn a barge will probably return him to office as long as he wants to be returned to office. Now, I played at the top of the show yesterday. 
audio from the latest Accuracy in Media investigation. They were the ones who captured Upper Arlington Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer Matthew Boaz on tape saying, mm, critical race theory, sure, we teach that. We teach it every way we can. And Adam Gillette, Accuracy in Media, posing as a parent who was moving he and his family into the district said, well, well what if there's a state law against it? And Boaz is like, I ain't paying attention to that. We're going to do it. We do it in the hallways. We do it in sports teams. We do it school plays. We do it. Oh, and if it gets in, oops, sorry. Well, that attitude is, of course, common in public school education in the state of Ohio. Accuracy and media showed an investigation of certain schools in the Cincinnati area, and they were back with schools in the Dayton area. Here is Rick Early, Kettering Schools, Student su- Service Supervisor, talking about the transgender bathroom issue and boys who say they're girls so that they can use the girls' bathroom. And what if a kid comes to school and says, I'm a boy identifying as a girl. Do they notify the parents? Say, hey, your kid says they're transgender. We just want to keep you in the loop on this. Do Kettering schools let parents know this is going on? Here's Rick Early, Kettering Schools Student Services Supervisor. We totally respect that confidentiality. Even if a kid comes to us and tells us they're trans, mm-hmm. you know, the, the only time that we really get the parent involved when it becomes a bathroom issue, for example. Are there young boys that abuse, the, like, the bathroom there thing? There is no doubt. There is no doubt in my mind. For some, though, it's, again, saying that there's a label put on them by their peers more so than mm-hmm. the district. Yeah. So they, they shy away from that. Interesting, yeah. yeah. But there are some who are like, I don't care about the label. Some don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a free show, I'm going we have some that don't want to be identified as he or she, so we use the term they. Okay. Um, but that's another one. What if the state passes a dumb law? What do you do? What are they going to know? Unless somebody turns you into the state's way I look at it. So right on. It's easier to beg for forgiveness than permission. There you go. There you go. Just uh, want you folks in Kettering to be aware of uh, what's going on over there. Kettering, I've been to Kettering uh, Trent Arena many times. Kettering schools, like Olentangy schools, Dublin schools, Hilliard schools. I go to sports games where I'm dealing with a different kind of student there. I'm dealing with players on teams, and I'm dealing with the community support, community at large, and within the school. People who come understand they're sacrificing for the collective. They're invested in working hard in practice. Concept of delayed gratification. You get what you work toward and earn. That's still the bedrock of athletic competition. There's a lot of good that goes on in our schools, but the good will be undone by people who are captured on these tapes by accuracy and media. And you as parents need to know about these things so you can push back against them. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.